With Russia's invasion of Ukraine and most recently Belarus joining in, we dove into the historical trends of war and how it's impacted markets and investments. Now, here's what we believe we can expect based on history and logic. This is Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate, where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, Managing Partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital, a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income-producing apartment buildings. Now, first as a disclaimer, we understand that during times of war and conflict, investments take a huge backseat to the loss of life and the alteration of lifestyle and history that has immeasurable impacts. Now, this episode is only meant to discuss the expectations as it relates to our specific niche, and in no way do we believe in prioritizing investments over preserving the life and liberty and lifestyle of others. But now let's get right into it and continue with our niche and exactly what we can learn from this historical event. Now, with that, we do still want to talk about what we talk about, which is investments and how these events impact you as an investor in many sectors, but most likely if you're listening to this, real estate's a big one. So the short answer to this is whether America becomes involved physically or not, war costs money. And when governments need an influx of cash, either to buy time from a pandemic or to fund war or war equipment, the Fed will need to create cash. And again, America is going to be on the hook with a huge bill, whether they are physically involved or not. A lot of times America supports certain sides of conflict just by sending boatloads of cash or equipment, which also cost cash to them. So they really are going to need cash fast. Now, there's two popular ways that they can get cash. Now, first is to print money, and the second is to issue more treasury bonds. So let's talk about that first option. Now, I don't think it's favorable for the Fed to print off more money. They're under huge criticisms right now for printing off over 80% of all created currency in the last year to bail us out of COVID, which was a key factor in the 8% inflation rate that we saw in 2021. So I don't imagine having that headline of more printed money will be favorable for them. Not to mention, historically, inflation has been about 8% a year after a major conflict has ended. So either way, we can see the correlation of quickly creating cash and creating high inflation. So that leaves us with the second most popular way the Fed gets cash fast, which is issuing treasury bonds. Now, in the past, they've even called them war bonds when they've needed them for major wars, but that's a bit of an outdated term, so they'll call them treasury bonds or notes. Now, a treasury bond puts the government in more debt. Essentially, a treasury bond is an institution, let's call it a bank, or even private investors can do is they'll purchase a treasury bond at a low fixed rate. Now, they're really, really safe investments because you can almost count on the government paying those back. So the interest rates and the yield on them is typically very, very small. But a treasury bond does put the government in more debt. Now, we've lost count at this point, but the country is already in tremendous debt. And it's favorable for the government to introduce inflation because it essentially cheapens that debt. So think about it this way. If the government is paying back, let's call it a million dollars of treasury bonds to fund this Ukrainian defense of Russia, and they're paying back a 2% rate, they almost want inflation above 2% because now they're paying back those bonds with cheaper money. So introducing high inflation is the quickest way to decrease the true impact of debt. 
Either way, when governments need big chunks of money quickly, it will most likely lead to more inflation. Now, I don't know if we'll see record high numbers like we did in 2021, but it does strengthen our resolve to continue purchasing inflation-resilient assets like real estate. Now, thanks so much for sticking with me. I hope you learned something during this episode. Now, I have two eBooks for you, absolutely free. Links are in the show notes. One is the definitive guide. You've heard me talk about this before. And the second is actually a case study we created. It's a case study of how $100,000 investment in the S&P 500 would compare to that same amount of money invested in real estate and in some of the deals that we do here, uh, Perpetual Wealth Capital. You'll find links to those eBooks in the show notes. Of course, please give us a rating and review if you haven't already. If you're enjoying the show, it really helps us reach more people. And if you'd like to contact me or ask me questions or you have suggestions for a topic you'd like me to cover, send me an email through the info in my show notes as well. 